Recent research shows that when it comes to your risk for dementia, your lifestyle may be more important than your biological age. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Dr. Annalise LaPlume is a postdoctoral researcher and cognitive neuroscientist at Rotman Research Institute at Baycrest Health Sciences. She's currently at McGill University, and she was the lead author of this study. Dr. LaPlume, this study examined the relationship between lifestyle choices and dementia. Tell us how this study's approach differed from previous research. The unique part about this study was that we had a very large group of people. So we studied over 20,000 people aged 18 to 90. And we were able to do that by using an online test. So people logged into a website and completed a series of memory and attention tests. And that allowed us to collect this huge group of people. What was also unique is that we measured a wide age range from ages 18 to 90. What was the most important finding in your study? We found that aging alone is not the complete picture when it comes to your mental abilities. So we used to think that as people get older, their memory and attention get worse. What we found was that lifestyle factors compound aging. Let's say you are a non-smoker who is aged 50. You'll have the same mental abilities as a smoker who's three years younger. So aging isn't everything. Lifestyle factors also play a role in how your memory and attention work. I understand there are eight modifiable risk factors for dementia. Tell us what those eight are and perhaps why they have the effect that they do. I'll start with hearing loss, which has the biggest effect. The reason that people think hearing loss has an effect is because when you have trouble hearing, you're less able to participate in conversations, and it might also lead to you meeting people less, and so that leads to social isolation, and as a result, The social isolation has a negative effect on your mental ability because you're not able to participate in stimulating conversations or events. Another thing about hearing loss is that if you're able to hear people less, that might recruit most of your mental effort. And so that leaves less mental abilities for things like memory and attention. Another one is excess alcohol consumption. That isn't very good for your body. It's also not very good for your brain. Another one is anything that is linked to heart disease or lung disease. So for example, smoking, having high blood pressure and diabetes. Tackling those aren't just good for your body, they're good for your brain as well. Treating depression. And then the last one is traumatic brain injury. So if you've had traumatic brain injury, trying to avoid that in the future, again, that would cause an effect on your brain as well as your body. So is it your position that cognitive decline can be prevented for most people? Yes. The best thing to do to prevent cognitive decline is to avoid any and all risk factors. So let's say you've had traumatic brain injury, it's better to avoid further risk factors. And what we found was not just going to be prevented, but the effects were way bigger than we thought. And these factors add up. So for example, a 40-year-old with no untreated hearing loss, depression, diabetes, and high blood pressure has similar cognitive performance to someone 10 or 20 years younger but who had all of those risk factors. So is it ever too late to make these lifestyle changes? In other words, is there an age where the damage has already been done? Nope, it's never too late. A lot of these factors have their biggest effects later in life. So let's say someone smoked for their whole life. If they quit smoking in their 70s or 80s, that still has a beneficial effect. And in fact, for smoking in particular, five years after you've quit smoking, you have similar cognitive performance to someone who never smoked. 
So a lot of these factors are reversible, and that's the most exciting part about them. And they have their largest negative effect later in life, but that can also be reversed later in life. If someone is starting to display signs of dementia, is that reversible with lifestyle changes? To a degree, yes. Once you started to display signs of dementia, usually dementia has quite a noticeable effect on the brain's physical anatomy. So at that point, it might be that the nerves in your brain might have been getting damaged for years. So there's a limit to how much reversal that can be, but it will allow you to have a better quality of life if you tackle these lifestyle factors, even after showing early signs of dementia. So do you have any final words of advice for people in general, just in terms of avoiding dementia and other cognitive declines? Tackling your lifestyle is important, and the fewer risk factors that you have in your lifestyle, the better. And generally, things that are good for your heart and body's health are usually also good for your brain health. Dr. Annalise LaPlume, postdoctoral researcher and cognitive neuroscientist from York University in Toronto. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that wraps up this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitty. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll be here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.